Just a team that knows premierships inside out is the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockley, Cal Ferguson and Tomo. And we're in three different studios. We're in three different states. And, yes. um, yeah, I don't know what's going on. But uh, Tommy Rockliffe is the former skipper of the Brisbane Lions. You'd think he'd be front and centre down in Melbourne, but he finds himself... In the Gold Coast. What's going on, Rock? Yeah, they uh, they suggested I stay up here, get the after party ready. So I've just been doing a fair bit of planning to make sure when they land back tomorrow night that uh, everything's ready to go for them. And for a man that played cricket for a living and dominated it for over a couple of decades, has found himself front and centre in the Coliseum this afternoon. He's been there <laughs> since Tuesday. Callum Ferguson, That's right. hello, mate. Sometimes you just got to find a way, Rock. I'm staggered you haven't been able to make your way down. But I've found my way front and centre uh, not Nice dinner with the MCC oh, on Thursday oh, no. night. And I'll Did be easing my way that? in. Did you I'll be making that? my... Absolutely. It's all above board, Rock. And then I'll be easing my way into the committee room with the MCC today. Just uh, And I might even have a little reserved seat for myself. <laughs> it's, 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 I'll tell you what, Tomo. It is staggering oh, how he finds a way, any excuse just yeah. to get away from the family. No, well, oh, the, I think the kids are there. there. I think oh, the kids the are there, aren't they? No, they're, no, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> I'll be I'll be coming home taking the reins for three or four days. Let Ree get away to the shack when I get back tomorrow, and it'll be a magnificent week for everyone. We need a special investigation. Oh, unbelievable! Unbelievable! Grand final week and gets there Tuesday, Rock. I can't, I can't get my head around it. Uh, it, uh, it shapes as an absolute ripper, though, doesn't it? The two oh, yeah. best teams of the season. There's no doubt in that. Collingwood. Clearly the number one seed. The Lions have been clearly number two. Haven't lost at home all season. They've got to do it on the road. But conditions suit. 29 degrees there yeah. today. It's not a prelim final. So it's maybe 65-35 crowd balance instead of 95-5. to five. Yeah. So I, I think the Lions, and we I just had a quick look at the odds. They're underdogs at $2.10. I think they're, they're great value. I think they're going to win this game. So the last six times they've beaten them, and I know they haven't played at the MCG, but they've got their measure. Haven't, you know, Collingwood haven't beaten the Lions since 2019. Surely you take some confidence going into that, Fergus. Oh, absolutely. And, and to be honest, I'm telling you, I've been here for a few days now, as you mentioned, but there is not a cloud in the sky out there. And with that 28, 29 degrees direct sunlight beating down on those players throughout the day. Rock, that's got to have an impact. Yeah, I think it does. There's no doubt in that. The Lions have been training and playing in that for the last two months. It's been higher 20s, mid to higher 20s yeah. for the last couple of months. So I'd imagine Melbourne have probably had one day at oh. that, this sort of temperature. So it, it suits them as well. It, it's just ticking a lot of boxes for the Brisbane Lions to go into this game and, and get the better of Collingwood. Well, fingers crossed. And um, we were just having a bit of a pre-show meeting, and uh, the man that looks after this show is Sam Morrison. And who I, is that? I, no, 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 he's our boss. He's our boss. Oh, right. Yeah, he yeah. looks after the almighty dead set legends. And I suggested this morning that we do a grand final sweep with the punters out there that they can text in on 1047 So give us your uh, give us your winner, give us your margin and your Norm Smith. And, yeah, Sa- good. and Sam said, terrible idea. What? Terrible idea. So we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to yeah. do it. Okay. Great call, Tomo. We've got Samba, now, we got Samba fire packs to give away, Fergus. Uh, These guys now, are superb. No, they are. And and with the promotions and the support that they show to the family and us over the years, so I'm trying to work out how they make a dollar out of all this stuff because <laughs> they, they, they are so generous. They I'm are. telling you, it's yep. incredible. Okay, so let's do it. Grand final sweep, 04885-1047. We have Samba Fire Packs to give away. The Brilliant. closest to it, closest to the pin, gets to take home one of these. 
kick us off, Fergus. Who you got? What are you doing? What's your predictions? Right, winner Brisbane. I just think they get it done for the reasons we mentioned just before. Joe Danaher's the one that's going to win the game for Brisbane. He's going to kick five straight, oh. and he's not going to miss for the day. Okay, but that doesn't matter. He's just going to win the Norm Smith in the margin twelve point thriller. I think it's going to be a tight one. Rocky. Yeah, Brisbane Lions, 23 points and hard to go past Lockie Neal. I think he'll be in and under all day, yeah. have 30-plus and uh, dominate today. I'm, I'm going with the Lions, eight points, and Zach Bailey is going to Ooh, uh, nice win the normie. Player. He's going to kick four himself. Okay. He's going to be just way too good up there. So 04885, 1047 to get involved in the grand final sweep. We'll have a whole heap of fun. Also, Chris Johnson is going to join us, oh, three-time Premiership player. And Brian Taylor just after 11 o'clock. But oh, next, Rocky's going to preview the game for us, where it's won, where it's lost. It's all happening here at the Dead Set Legends. The hairs on the back of the neck are up. (laughs) Mike Brady up there, Kazali. It's the Dead Set Legends. It's grand final day, and we cannot wait for this. The Brisbane Lions take on the Collingwood Football Club. There'll be 100,000 people there. Rocky, how do you see it playing out, mate? Yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute ripper of a game. Hopefully it's uh, not over at the eight-minute mark like last year's grand (laughs) final Mm. when Geelong absolutely got hold of the Sydney Swans. I think this will be really close. Collingwood don't get blown away. They find a way to stay in games. I think I'm leaning towards the Brisbane Lions to get the job done today for a number of factors. We spoke about it in the opener. The the, the weather certainly plays a factor today. 29 degrees. We've heard the coaches talk about it as well. Chris Fagan mentioned it in his press conference yesterday. Tomo's not ready to go on the button, so we won't go to that clip now. But <laughs> they can talk about that actually. I'll, I'll go to that. I'll go to that right now. Here he is Fagan talking about the heat. <laughs> We tend to play at night, so it's not that hot. So we're not used to the sun beating down on us. But um, in terms of adapting to conditions, I think it's favourable to us that we can train in that sort of sort of weather more often than not. Yeah, they train in that every day, and it's been like that for the last couple of months. So I don't think I think it plays into the Lions' favour. Collingwood, they've probably only had one one day, maybe twenty nine degrees in the last sort of couple of months, or even six months. So I'm leaning towards Brisbane for that factor. It's not like a prelim final. So it's not going to be 100,000 there, 95,000 Collingwood supporters and 5,000 Lions supporters because there's so many corporates. Each team gets 17,500. Still going to be a lot of corporates there that go for Collingwood and and find their way in. So I think it'll be a 65-35 split. So it won't be that daunting for the Lions. You speak about the the ground record, the MCG. It hasn't been favourable for to the Brisbane Lions, but they don't play there often. So mm. it's a, it can be a little bit um, not true, those those numbers. You play there once or twice a year. You come up against the best teams. It's always hard to win those games of footy. But let's get down on onto the ground. The actions are yes. key matchups for me. Darcy Moore versus Joe Danaher. Yep. I think that's mm. a massive, massive contest. Darcy Moore, strong intercept marker, plays on and gets a footy going, gets sets up Collingwood's offense. If Danaher can take him away and start to impact the scoreboard, kick his first couple in front of goals, Massive tick for the line. So that's a, a key matchup for me. Love that. Ma- Maynard, Charlie Cameron. Yeah. Whether it's deep or a bit higher up, I think Maynard will go after Charlie Cameron, try and physically intimidate him. Charlie's maybe had some issues with that in the past. I think if he can run him around, he can't be too stationary. He's got to look at different avenues. If Maynard's going to stand there and belt him all day, he's going to have to get on the move and find a different way to impact that game. So I think um, it's, if Cameron can... We've seen it in, in the finals as well. Sorry, Cameron... Quiet. Ryan Burton got hold of him. Within a space of 30 seconds, he went bang, bang, changed yep. momentum, all Brisbane Lions from there. Well, they didn't even finish the Country Road song, if you remember. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they played it, and then they had to hook it up once again, which That's is incredible. Right. <laughs> That's Brilliant. spot on. So, And then who does, what he can do? who does Josh Dunkley go to? I think he has to go. 
It's not Dacos for me. He's no. got to go to Dugowie. He has to go yep. to Dugowie, try and curb his influence around the contest. I think he'll get that match up and, and get hold of him. It'll be a really good contest. Um, Dugowie burst out of those stoppages, mm. comes flying out. So he's going to be going to have to look at certain ways to nav- navigate his influence around those contests, make sure that he blocks them, tries to stop his momentum coming out of the contest, negate his influence around that. Pendlebury, does he get a match up through the midfield? Does he go and stand at Lockie Neal at those clearances, try and stop his impact, Fergus? Yeah, it's got to be a, a really tough one for Brisbane to to try and work out what balance to go with because they are so such a, a dangerous side at the contest as well. You know, do, how defensive do you really want to go? I, I'd, I'd love to see Brisbane really take the game on, uh, not get too defensive at these stoppages, but you're right. And oh, I said it last week, you know, the goalie just seems to stand up in the big moments and in the big games and... Um, that will be one hell of a contest, Dunkley and Dugowie. I think you're right. That's got to be the that's got to be the matchup. Uh, I think we go with Elliot and Starsevich. I think Starsevich will go to Elliot, try and shut him out. He sort of plays on those smaller types. Elliot, if he can get going, he, he's got a pretty good record against the Brisbane Lions. Kicks goals at will. So I think Starsevich will shadow him, try and shut him down. If Elliot can get hold, he flies, he crumbs really well, so he could be the key impact player for Collingwood in front of the footy. What about the big defender for the Brisbane Lions, Harris Andrews? Uh, Billy Frampton, you know, he was yep. on the trade heap yep. from both Port Adelaide and the Crows. Plays his first final tomorrow. Last year he was Amazing. playing Sandville footy. He was playing at bloody Cooper Stadium, and now he's going to play 100,000 people today, which is quite incredible. Does Frampton go and play on Harris, you reckon, Rock? Yeah, great call. I think he does. So they've named him at, at centre-half back. I think he goes and plays as a negative forward on Harris Andrews. You've got to impact Harris Andrews, and, and but you've also got to hurt him. So if Billy goes and plays on him and just tries to negate him and, and play really defensive on him, it's not going to work. You've got to hurt him the other way. You've got to hit the scoreboard as well. So I think that'll be the matchup. But Harris Andrews, can he out-muscle him, out-manoeuvre? He's so smart where he, where he positions himself and sets up on the ground. So that becomes a really important game plan and and um, and fixture in the, within the game. It's really important that Collingwood do then use Frampton if he's playing a negating role to try and hurt Andrews the other way and actually use him as a bit of a focus point. Yeah, certainly is. And, and the way they play, they'll be able to do it. They move the footy fast. It's going to be an exciting game of footy. Mm-hmm. Both teams play an attacking brand, take the game on. The last matchup I want to talk about is the Ruckman as well. Oh, yeah. Oscar McInerney oh. for the Brisbane Lions had an outstanding season. Mason Cox gets first crack. We've seen him jump into him in the first bounce. So Collingwood are going to play the two Ruckman with Darcy Cameron. Maybe that's where they can get a slight advantage, just jumping in a big O all day, continually jumping into him, give their smalls a chance at ground level. So I uh, I just can't wait for the first yeah. bounce. It's going oh, to be an absolute ripping game. And we're doing a grand final sweep as well. 04 1047 They're coming flooding in as well. So make sure you hit us up. Give us your winner, how much buy, and who's going to be the Norm Smith medalist. Three-time Premiership player Chris Johnson for the Crows joins us next. Yes. For the, the Crows. Crows. <laughs> For the Lions. You've got to make things local. Where's he living? You've you got to make things local. Where's he living? For the Lions, I should say. 20 past nine, Triple M. 104.7, Adelaide's Triple M, the dead set legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tomo. And you talk about premierships for the Brisbane Lions. You think of this guy, Chris Johnson, the former skipper of the joint as well. He won three of them and then dominates the Channel 7 coverage as well. Morning, Chris. How are you, mate? Yeah, well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, good to be on a, on a radio station with Tommy Rockliffe. How good's that guy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's, he's airborne, isn't he? It's great to be speaking to another Brisbane Lions club legend, me, you. We just got it done on the big stage, didn't we? You must be excited. <laughs> the town would have been a buzz. 
Oh, look, it's uh, it was fantastic when it all happened, Tommy, as you you, you know all about it, mate. But, uh, but yeah, another big challenge for this uh, football club. And mate, who would have thought 20 years later, uh, we've got two teams playing playing off uh, in a grand final and we've got two of our two of our uh, our former teammates uh, and some former coaches of yours too Tommy in uh, Craig McRae Justin Lepich uh, in the opposition colors so um, they're going to be sad boys at the end of the day aren't they really <laughs> now Chris it's not often uh, Rocky gets positive reinforcement like that so thanks for passing that on and pumping his tires up but uh, Cal Ferguson here mate you, you, are you in Melbourne for the week and uh, how's the uh, atmosphere been and, and and the experience for you so far yeah, no, nah, Cal, I've been back here for around 14 years now, so a bit slow <laughs> right. on the outtake, mate, there. But, uh, but yeah, so, <laughs> so I've been around all week. We've had a few functions going on. Uh, we've had a couple of uh, line stuff going on. Uh, we've all come together. We've got our reunion happening on Sunday uh, Sunday in the, in the morning, so... Hopefully the boys can fling on past with the cup in their hand. But it's been it's been a massive week here in Melbourne. The city just comes alive. Um, I've been doing a bit of stuff in the city work-wise, but but as a couple of functions as well. But the, the people are just flooding in. Uh, you walk around, the pubs, the restaurants are packed, and there's colours of Brisbane Lions and Collingwood people everywhere. So, you really? know, I hear a lot of ex-Collingwood players talking about the Collingwood Army, this, that, and the other. If you're relying on an army to get you up, Jesus... <laughs> you, you, you're already in trouble, aren't you? You should be just relying on the 22 blokes out there to get get you across the line, not, not your supporter base. Love that. Exactly right. It sounds like you've been doing a fair few cashies this week. <laughs> oh, hang on, no, hang Chrissy, on. But uh, you're, you're one that uh, can actually speak about both clubs as well because you're a Fitzroy boy and the Roy boys, they were in a grand final only a week or two ago as well. So the Brunswick Street Oval and, and that vibe around there must have been pumping for the last couple of weeks. It had, yeah, you, you're spot on, Rocky. You're spot on. Uh, Brunswick Street uh, itself. So Brunswick Street Oval, just a, just probably about a couple of hundred metres from the hub of Brunswick Street, where all the cafes, pubs and restaurants are. But but the whole sort of community of Fitzroy have been up and about. They've obviously yeah played in the grand final, which was fantastic. But the whole Fitzroy history that we got, and a lot of people forget about it, and yeah. a lot of people think we're just Brisbane people, but there's a great and a real big backing and a massive supporter base down here in Victoria, Fitzroy, but certainly nationally as well. There's a massive Fitzroy base that'll come and really support. And, you know, driving around yesterday at the uh, at the parade as well, there was still obviously a lot more Collingwood than uh, than Fitzroy or Brisbane, but, but that we, we weren't outnumbered by any chance. So there is a massive history here that we have connection with here at the Fitzroy Football Club. And no doubt, uh, once the boys uh, win or lose, I reckon tomorrow they'll be heading to Brunswick Street Oval and everyone will come out in their numbers there to support the boys and say, well done, regardless of the result. Speaking of past Lions superstar Chris Johnson. Now, oh, yeah. Jono, you must be pumped for Chris Fagan, mate. 12 months ago, the Hawthorne racism scandal come out. 12 months later, he's uh, he's coaching in a, in a grand final. The connection that the playing group has with Chris Fagan seems really prominent from South Australia here. Look, he's done an amazing job with his football team, hasn't he? Um, and having all that stuff going on in the background to actually focus on and do what you what you needed to do. And, and it's a high-pressure job. We all know what the coaching, AFL coaching industry is like. He went away for a bit. He came back for a bit. But it's fantastic for him. And they, they all rallied behind him, not just the players, but the actual football club itself. Um, the one thing I liked about Fags is he's got a real connection with all the individuals that obviously play underneath him. But his ability to be able to work with these recruiting staff as well. So if you 
really think about, you know, our eras in, you know, in the 2000s, we didn't have a great list. Lee Matthews worked with Graham Allen to get some sort of players from outside of our playing group to boost up our list. And Chris Fagan's done exactly the same. They've attracted Charlie Cameron there, uh, you know, Joe Danaher and... Lockie Neal. So three mm. key players that have come into it that are really, really key factors in the football team. And we've done something similar back back in the early days with Mel Michael and Brad Scott and even uh, even uh, Martin Pike coming in from other clubs. So that whole trade feud, they've done really well and they've actually boosted. And there's probably a couple of others in there. Jared Lyons is probably one as well. There's a couple of other Lyons boys are in there that have come from other clubs that have just boosted our lift. And I, I really like their chances today. If they can play at their best football, their best football is certainly uh, better than Collingwood's. Yeah, I think they get the job done as well. Chrissy, you dabbled your toes in coaching back in 2008 and 2009, looked after me, showed me the ropes and then uh, just jetted off. What are you finding yourself doing now? We know you're doing a little bit of media, Triple M, Channel 7. What else uh, keeps you busy? Well, the reason why I stopped coaching, Rocky, because you wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> and, and I thought, what do I got to do to make a player listen to me? And, and every time I wanted to do something, it was the wrong way, and you go and do it, and it looked, looked pretty good. So I knew I wasn't any good at coaching. But no, no it, was all, it was all good times coaching with you, Rocky. And, and uh, you know, I went out to uh, – started working at the AFL, worked at the AFL over a decade, um, yeah, and once once got stood down at, uh, from COVID. Uh, but done all the multicultural uh, in India programs and coached the AIS there for a little while. So right up to about, I reckon, 2020, I was, I was still coaching. But the last couple of years, I've, I've just gone out and uh, done my own joint venture with uh, SKS uh, Indigenous Technologies, uh, SKS Technologies. So uh, we've got a national footprint across the country. And um, I come to Adelaide quite a little bit and uh, nice. do a little bit of work there and a little bit of work in Brisbane. So pretty much all over the country, really. So I found myself very, very lucky to uh, give uh, young Indigenous people opportunities in employment in electrical contracts. Uh, electrical apprenticeships and if uh that's a busy busy man if you, the lions find themselves 50 odd points down do they go uh the alistair lynch chris johnson oh, against ireland <laughs> oh, uh, hang style? On. hang on yeah i, I, I think so I, th- I think i think i think if you, if you i reckon rocky but i don't think you wait till you're 50 points down i reckon you're no. the first bounce yeah there you go put some intimidation in straight away like lynch did when he was squatting flies. you're still you're still not allowed back in ireland <laughs> oh, I love your Brilliant. stuff, Chris. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. And all the very best today. Hopefully the Lions can get it done for your sake. Good on you, boys. Take it easy. Have a good one. Thanks, John 104.7, Adelaide's Triple M, the dead set legends, Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom O'Malley. We're running a grand final sweep here. Oh, yes. 04 1047 Get in touch with us. Give us the winner, the margin, and the Norm Smith, and we're giving away Samba fire packs all morning. Oh, this is going to be superb. It. Well, this was the the sweep that nearly nearly didn't happen, Tomo, and yeah. uh, thankfully Samba got on board with some wonderful prizes because our boss Sam Morrison. Yep. Well, he'd put a line through it, hadn't he? Yeah, he wasn't happy with it whatsoever. So uh, we've run with it anyway, and we can deal with the consequences <laughs> later. I don't it. think he's been happy since two thousand and nine. That. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Right, what are we doing here? Uh, Have you lost more grand finals than Tomo? It comes off the back of uh, grand final weekend. You had another poor, poor performance in the grand final. We lost. Is that three in a row now? Three in a row. I think you know that's three in a row, Rock. Three in a row, never won one. Not and a, we not feel a senior like, uh, A, a yeah, well, un, grand final. Under, no. under eights doesn't count. Mate. No, we'll just the, the cricket ones five time. Um, oh, no. <laughs> but what we want to do is we want to go to the family on this because we're not talking. This isn't cricket season yet, Tomo. So you just pipe down for a second. We want to know out there, family, do you 
or anyone you know have a worse grand final record in footy specifically than Tomo? Because Tomo, uh, Rocky and I have talked off air about this. Do, do you honestly think your side gave itself every chance having your ageing legs out there in the oh, last that, three years? That, that, you're talking like one I'm of them 33. was busted. One of them was busted last you year. Tomo, you still took year. a spot. You're talking like I'm 33, yeah. 34. Fergie, Ferg, you got to remember we're not 41 like you, mate. We're a bit younger. <laughs> I'm 33. Tomo's <laughs> 38. <laughs> I feel like I'm 41. <laughs> so, everywhere. So who in the AFL here? Billy Brownless, he lost what three or four, didn't he? He Geelong? lost, he lost four, four and went yeah. to both the West Coast reunions. <laughs> Of the team that beat him. Ablett Senior, himself. the same. Ablett Senior would have lost. Uh, yeah, he would have lost four. What yeah. about Peter Moore, who's actually going to present the cap today to his son if the Collingwood yeah. uh, Footy Club get up? Four losses and a draw. So five oh. times he didn't win. That's brutal, isn't it? I mean, not we, we joke about your three losses, Tomo, and have oh. a bit of a laugh, but losing that many grand finals, that's got to hurt. Well, especially when it actually, you know, means a fair bit, like at an AFL level, I would have thought. Oh. Four, four losses So Meadows don't mean that much to you? Oh, he's just, he's when you compare he's it, under the bus there. It doesn't really mean that much it does to me. Mean a lot. It does no mean a lot to me. Is listening. It does yeah, mean a lot to me. I just feel yeah. like when you do it as a profession and you lose four and have a, have a draw, that wouldn't Rocky, be feeling too great. Well, There's got to be Sydney. some concern about how how much he really wanted well, it. Listening to that. <laughs> I don't, I, I heard, I'm hearing he was smiling and laughing after they lost it. With the opponents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bro shaking them, all no, just giving no, them a bro shaking. <laughs> oh, bro shaking. Well, Sydney, Sydney lost three in the last 10 years. Yeah, that's brutal. That's true. What's that? 13. Uh, yeah, they lost to 16 Hawthorne, and 22. Yep. Jeez, yep. Wow. Tough. Mm, interesting. Okay, so what are we going on the phones with this, are we? Yeah, we're going to the phones. We want to know from the family, is there anyone you know or even you personally that has a worse grand final footy record than Mark Tomo Thomas? That's Perfect. what we want to know, family. One triple three five three. Get in touch. We want to know. What have we got on the line for them prize-wise there, Tomo? Cutler Samba prize packs. <laughs> Ooh, How yes. good's that? The old... Seriously, how are they making any profits? Oh, I've got no idea, but we love Samba. <laughs> the fire packs are superb. Fireandbarbecue.com.au yeah, to get involved. These Wonderful Samba company. fire lighters are superb. One triple three five three. Throw them to my own phone. Or have you lost more grannies <laughs> than me? Simple. We'll do that Let's next year. Triple M. Great to have Tindo Solar on board. We love that on the dead set. Legends Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tom are running the grand final sweep all day today. Oh, 04 yes, triple eight five one zero four seven. Text in. Who's the winner? What's the margin and the Norm Smith medal? We're giving away Samba fire packs all morning. Oh, they are absolutely outstanding, Samba. Now, we're talking a little bit about grand final records and specifically footy because Tomo, again this year, has let his team down. Yep. Three grand final losses in a row. His ageing legs just aren't getting across the ground like they used to, Tomo. <laughs> You're just struggling, mate. Rocky, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, uh, I thought we actually... We tried to retire him last week, and he uh, he's going to go around again. For I don't know us, about that. We actually. gave him every bit, opportunity, didn't we? I'm feeling flat of, about it. A bit of mail just come across the desk as well. The the coach out there at Meadows is texting in because Tomo, he, he's listening to the show, and Tomo mm. clearly doesn't care. He said they don't mean that much up, up there right. at Meadows, whether they win or not. It's not AFL, so does it really matter that much? doesn't well, really matter. Second. Well, I don't think I said that. His but. coach is fuming. He's not happy at all, but uh, his wife just told him that he's actually lost six. Yep. Three as a player and three as a coach. Oh, no. <laughs> Heartbreak in September. It's not good this time of year, I'll tell you. Now, I'm hearing we've got an interstate caller, Tomo. Is that is there any truth to that, Mail? Yes, Bill from Geelong joins us on 13353. Right, good morning, Bill. 
Okay, fellas, love the show. Bloody great show. I listen to you for Tommy Wallace. I love it. Oh, brilliant. Billy Brownless. That's not you, Bill, is it? You sound fresh, Bill. Good morning, mate. Now, Tomo, don't listen to these flogs, all right? They would know what it's like to play in a grand final. I lost. I played in four and lost four, and it wasn't my oh, no. fault. Me and Ablett, me and Ablett did our, 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 what we had to do, and no one else helped us. So they is that right? Yeah. What did you and Ablett do? Kicked, oh, well, we kicked 11 between us in 1989. That wasn't bad. And how many of them did you kick? Well, Gazig might have got nine. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, God. Who no, was it that let you stop. down? Are you going to roll anyone under the bus, Bill? Who let you down? Oh, Stoneham. Uh, Stoneham. Fairstow. Cow Chorley. Folks, they could have done more, but it wasn't the Fords, the big Fords. They win the game. Don't worry about that. They'll win the game maybe today uh, with Big Ecker and uh, Joe Danaher. That with the, Ooh, yes. It's 29 degrees here, and I was having a beer yesterday on the balcony, and it was bloody hot having a beer. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be like bloody playing footy. It's going to be very, very hot. It might be right up Brisbane's alley. You were sitting on your balcony having a beer. What were you wearing? Oh, just in the jocks. I was looking. Come on, Bill. Goodness. I just put a bit of Vaseline on. I was chafing a bit, to be honest. <laughs> oh, now, Bill, you're there. you're there at the MCG today. How do you expect it to go down? i tell you who's not here. Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> We've the, talked about this, Bill. Run I'm us through in it. Queensland getting the after party sorted, Bill. You know what no, that's like. You've, you've organised Mad Mondays. Everyone from Queensland's in Melbourne. Everyone from Port Adelaide and, and Ed Geelong, everywhere are in Melbourne. Everyone's in Melbourne except Big Rockcliffe. <laughs> and I don't know why after I saw that photo on Instagram or whatever you put up. Oh. In, the, in the Lions jumper. Yeah. Wow, we. That was Mick Nolan's jumper. That was the biggest oh. jumper I've ever seen. That was, that was, oh. that was f- 15 years old, that jumper, Bill. So I thought I filled it out pretty well. Oh. Yeah, filled it out all right. Yeah. I don't know. You got off. <laughs> now, Bill, I, I want to know more about why you think Rock might not be in Melbourne. What's the word around the streets? Well, apparently, he's got one story mm. and there's no punchline. It just finishes. And he <laughs> says, stops, and everyone's waiting for this ha ah, ah, ha big end of line. He's got nothing. Like the sportsman's oh. night that Rocky and Bernie tried to put on last year, and oh, they only sold 11 tickets. <laughs> I heard they sold three. Well, we sold 11. That was about five more than what you sold over in Perth that time, Bill. Uh, yeah, but we went ahead. I still got paid. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, God. Billy, thanks so much for your time, mate. Enjoy the rub today. What's coming up on the show? Got no idea. I'm going to get in there and see what Jim wants to talk about. Jim wants to talk about his wedding and his kids and himself. Oh, oh, I uh, love your stuff, Bill. Bye, Thanks boys. so much for calling Bye, in. Bye. Don't you, Bill? He <laughs> loves it, Billy Brownless. You can hear him from 11.30 today on the rub. Good sport he wasn't it, Rock? That one. Oh, it was flying, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, I had nothing man. to do with it, Ferg. Oh, no, <laughs> I heard it was all Rock and Bernie was along for the ride and he didn't get paid either. Triple M. <laughs> 16 minutes past, 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. The Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom are here until 11.30 today. Triple M rocking football. Oh, the yes. grand final, it's going to be superb. Collingwood take on the Brisbane Lions. But Fergus, you found your way over in Melbourne. We can not believe it. Uh, look, and, and Rocky hasn't. And I'm, I'm staggered by it. You're staggered by it. The whole footy fraternity is staggered by it. Former Brisbane captain. Yep. 
How is he not down here in Melbourne, ready to go, lining his pockets all week? I don't know what's gone well, wrong there. But son, son's birthday, mate, so I like to spend time with my family. <laughs> yeah, nice try, nice deflection. There's something going <laughs> on and we fact. need to know more. And maybe we need to speak to the ATO about it. But ooh, ooh, what ooh. I will say is there's not, it's not just Tom Rockcliffe that the Triple M family are concerned about at the moment. The Triple M footy family and fraternity over here in Melbourne are deeply concerned. And they're deeply concerned about a man they labelled last year Grand Final Greg. Greg Blewett. Grand Final Greg. This is Greg Blewett, apparently. Wow. Now, Greg Blewett last year, by all reports, mm. on the back of what was one of the all-time great post-Grand Final festivities performances, took the three votes, responsibly, responsibly. after a few beverages, yeah. <laughs> took the three votes on the dance floor. I've seen some very incriminating imagery on some phones. <laughs> <laughs> that, that tell a damning story about Grand Final What was he Greg. doing? Now, there was a bit going on on the dance floor, Rock. Oh, Let me give you the hot tip. Oh, and uh, yeah, the, the shirt was untucked. Let's oh, suggest that. Oh, no. And that's rare for Greg Blewett. Oh, he's a very classy operator. Because I know that he does like to drop a button an hour, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Richie Benno-like. It gets down to the belly button by the end of the night. <laughs> now, now, Ewan Giles made, it a, uh, made an appearance on the Rush Hour early in the week, suggesting that maybe Grand Final Greg might not be making an appearance. And I can confirm he has not landed at Tullamarine Airport yep. in Melbourne yet, and my understanding is he won't. So you and Giles is... is the head of footy, isn't he? That's right. Head of footy, head of sport just in general. He, he books all the uh, commentators and, and the talent in for the, uh, for the year and yep. organises the program. And, and he was obviously uh, one of the men at the very forefront of, of the votes last year. And, and he, uh, along with the rest of the committee, were unanimous. It was three votes to Greg Blewett. Grand final Greg wow. was the label. And he's not going to be here this year. And it's, sig- it's significantly concerning because we're, we're wondering, and Rocky said this before, he is the doormat at his household. <laughs> that, that, no, Rocky, Rocky, and, and Rocky went into a bit of an investigation around this. It was a Dead Set Legends investigation, and, and that was the label Rocky used. Now, I'm not sure I'm 100% on board the with it. The doormat. Some, so you've got to explain it to said, the listeners out there. No, for, you go for it, man? Rock. You run us through it. Well, you go, lovely wife, it Catherine, uh, just walks all over him. And uh, I'm hearing there's actually, that that continues to happen, but there's a cage now, and she's actually locked him up. So. Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> can't get out. Can't get out Goodness, this weekend. Goodness <laughs> me. But again, this this way, I've, I've been very fortunate to make my way over this yeah. weekend, and I'll be able to get in there, get involved, and find out a little bit more. So hopefully I'll have some more info for us next week, Tomo. Well, it would be interesting, actually. Now, what he has been doing, Bluey, is uh, a bit of gardening, because we were all um, gifted a bit of product, weren't we? Yes, that's right. Some of Les Burdett's finest Mm. fertiliser from Brunnings. So get into your local Bunnings to uh, pick that up. But uh, he had a a bit of a tough week trying to get the fertiliser happening in the backyard. Well, I just couldn't believe what I was hearing last night about (laughs) fertiliser. You know, like... It, it's fertilizer. It's not going to do right. any harm to you. You can pick it up. You can throw it out or anything like That's that. Right. I, w- I don't yeah. think you need a dust mask on. What? So yeah. out I went. Right. I uh, had my little shorts on. Of course you did. Uh, you had my, shorts. Had my gloves on. Oh, gloves. I had a mask on because that's what it tells you on the on the bag as well. Okay. Gloves and a mask. A face mask. <laughs> Was it a COVID mask? times or something? Well, what's is he, is he is he worried that there's going to be a bag you know a, a, a certain percentage of of COVID in the in the fertilizer? <laughs> what is going on here? A bit of Omicron. What, what's go, what, 
And, and he, uh, what was this about nudity, Tomo? Can you run me through that? Well, I think he, he had to strip down, is, uh, was my mail, that because it, that it didn't want any of the odours to go into the house. So I just completely stripped down and started fertilising his back lawn <laughs> with a mask on. That was the only thing so on. So he thought, he thought the mask made sense, but not to a have mask, the kit on. <laughs> a, a mask, jocks, Catherine holding a whip. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> 104.7, <laughs> Adelaide's Triple M. Wowza. Triple M. This motorsport update with Rusty is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. He's been dominant all year and it gets to grand final day and he just goes to another level. Greg Rust from Rusty's Garage Podcast. He joins us right now for a motorsport update. Rusty, morning to you, mate. Morning, guys, and it means one thing. If it's it's footy finals weekend, it's one week to the great race at Mount Panorama Bathurst. Oh, how good's that? And how are we going to celebrate that milestone? There's lots of things that are actually already underway because it's, as you rightly point out, the 60th anniversary of the great race. So uh, you boys are a bit tight with your money like me, so you'll be happy to know oh, that there oh, is a 50 cent. Rock definitely is. You should see Rock's <laughs> wallet. Yeah. Moths flying out Tight of as it, a fish's ass, Rusty. Yep. Now, they've released a 50 cent coin to commemorate the, um, the 60th anniversary. Bath has got some cool cars sort of sweeping through one of the, the famous corners there. Um, we, we've obviously started reminiscing already about some of the great moments from Brock in the 70s and 80s. And even when Jamie Wincup and Craig Lowndes famously scored that win in 2006, just weeks after Brock passed away. So there's going to be some cool things next week on the mountain, that's for sure. Oh, brilliant. And is there a team or pairing that starts favourite, do you reckon, Rusty? A race that long must be hard for the bookies to get right. It's so tough. I mean, some that I've seen are suggesting that Shane Van Gisbergen is probably the short-priced favourite. Um, he didn't have the greatest time of it in the lead-up to the Sandown 500. His teammate Brock Feeney and Jamie Wincup ended up winning it, so you could say maybe they should start favourites. But there's just so much that can go on and typically does um, on that day and in that race. And the, one of the, the, you know, the voice of the sport, Neil Crompton, one of the legend commentators, he's got this great line about you've got to buy a ticket to the final 20 laps or so of the race. Yeah. You've got to find a way to stay out of trouble and be in the mix for that final part of yeah. the race, and that's so key. Well, Rusty, I know you've got plenty of cash. Hopefully you can buy us all the tickets so we can get yes, down there next Rusty. week. Hey. And, uh, Max Verstappen leads... Up. <laughs> Max Verstappen, uh, F1, he's uh, leading the World Championship by 177 points. Massive lead. When yes. can he wrap that up? Basically, next round. So the wow, the right. maximum right. available is uh, the you know left in the championship is 180. So he could do it very early uh, on the weekend in Qatar. Um, so they're they're off to the Middle East next weekend, back into the championship as you point out. Red Bull's already wrapped up the constructors' title. Um, it seems like it's a, a fait accompli that it'll it'll just happen, and that would put Max uh, in a very special club to you know to score three titles back to back. Pretty cool. We love it, Rusty. Thanks so much for your time, mate. Enjoy the weekend. Good on you. See you, guys. See you on Bathurst next week. Rusty. That's Rusty for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Triple M. Triple M. 104.7 on the dial. And we're also on listener as well. L-I-S-T. And uh, 20 minutes away from 11 o'clock as we go for 32 big ones around the city of churches today. It is grand final day and we are absolutely pumped. We want to go to the phones right now. One triple three five three. The weirdest place you've ever watched a grand final. You were saying something off air, Rock. Yeah, I think one year we uh, we generally finished 
early, uh, late August, early September throughout my career. I didn't play a lot in September, so uh, you'd have the the holidays booked. And one year, it just fell that I was in Vegas uh, on Grand Final weekend, so. Uh, just saddled up at an Aussie bar there and just got him to yeah. throw it on. And away we went and watched it there with a couple of mates. And, um, a couple yeah. of lemon-lime bitters too. Well, I, I don't thought. remember. Don't right. even remember who played or who won. And uh, <laughs> much of the though. game. Yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched a few over in India, um, just being on different tours over the, over the, over the years. I've toured there a lot, actually. But um, certainly uh, getting the opportunity to go over there and being, you know, just stuck with your teammates in a team hotel, you'd get some of the dustiest internet connections you'd ever get. <laughs> yeah. Set it up on the laptop and hope that the speaker held on to hear the commentary. It was just, uh, it was, it's not the same as being here in Australia at the ground or in your home listening like and watching closely like you will be this afternoon, Rock. And, um, yeah, you, you just want, when you get the feel around Australia when there's a grand final coming up, it's a big week. A couple of mates of mine work up in the mines. Uh, they will be working there today. They'll be underground uh, and trying to their very, very best to try and watch it. I know signal wow. signal can be a little bit ordinary, but um, <laughs> sort, of, <laughs> sort of have to pop up and down to get some score updates every half an hour. Jeez. But yeah, un- oh. underground in Roxby Downs is a fair effort if you're going to be able to watch the big one. <laughs> oh. There'll be a few Australian cricketers over there at the moment. They're getting ready for the World Cup. They'll be uh, jumping up. We know... Travis Head, massive AFL fan. I'm sure plenty of them are. Yeah, and Trav's back in Adelaide at the moment with the busted hand too, Rock, so he won't be over there watching it <laughs> with the rest of the team. But uh, certainly uh, the team will be locked, bunkered down somewhere. And, and these days the bars and whatnot and the hotels have uh, proper setups, so mm. they won't be on a in the middle of Nagpur uh, on a, a grainy <laughs> laptop. But uh, they'll, be, uh, they'll be set up nicely in a six-star hotel. I've got no doubt about it. Righto, let's go to the phones. One triple three five three. where's the weirdest spot you've watched the big one, the big dance, okay? Was it overseas? Was it in an airport? We want to know. One triple three five three. We've got Samba GIF uh, packs to give away. These guys are superb, Ferg. They've just been unbelievable, and, and they have been throwing prizes around left, right, and centre today. I, I, honestly, I think I said it earlier. How are they making a dollar? They're no. giving away that much gear. It's incredible. Sambafireandbarbecue.com.au. This is a whole gift pack we're giving away right now. One triple three five three. The weirdest place you've watched the AFL Grand Final. We'll get to your calls next here at Triple M. Yeah, we love Tindo Solar here at the Dead Set Don't Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tom. Time to go to the phones on one triple three five three. The weirdest, strangest place you've watched an AFL Grand Final. We're doing this because a few years ago, Rock, you found yourself in Las Vegas. Yeah, ended up in uh, Vegas watching the big dance. So I think that was the year, actually. It must have been 2013 from memory Mm. or 14, maybe. 13. I don't know. Hawthorne won it anyway. (laughs) It was one of them. Had to sit back and watch it on the big screen over in Vegas. Yeah, right. Well, I, I watched it from Nagpur in India at one stage, and, and the Wi-Fi was suspect at best. It was grainy. We could only just hear the commentary. But uh, there's plenty of people in the family out there oh, yeah. that will have watched it in some pretty exotic spots, Tomo. So have we got a few callers lining up for us? Yep. Let's let's head out to Paul at Woodcroft. Where did he uh, – you watch the grand final, Paul? Good night, guys. Uh, in a, in a, uh, a ski field in Japan – um, at the top. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was working at a at a hotel on the top of this mountain, and we made friends with some other Aussies that were working at the local, um, I say local, but yeah, the uh, snowfield. Um, and one of the guys had a laptop, hooked it up to the TV because we didn't have one where we were working, 
and uh, it was about five of us sat there and watched the uh, West Coast beat uh, Swans 2006. Oh, my oh, God. Any interest from the Japanese there, Paulie? Not a one. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your pat the line. Oh, God, you can understand that. As we go up to Mount Barker, we got Jess. Jess, where did you watch the grand final of The Strangest Place? I watched it in the uh, medical room underneath the G. Underneath? Really? How does that yeah. work? Well, uh, we went to the 2016 grand final. We were walking in and mum slipped on a hot chip and hurt herself pretty badly. Oh, oh no. So <laughs> down to the medical room we went. Yep. And uh, oh. I had to wait for an ambulance. So I got to see the last 10 minutes of the dog to beat the swan. Oh, that's incredible. my actual seat. Yeah. <laughs> a hot chip. Poor mum. God, unbelievable. Wow. That is staggering. I think all the Crows players got to watch Richmond play in a good final. (laughs) We're all just spectating. (laughs) Heads in the sand. Seriously. Still still standing there on that bloody power stand. (laughs) Never moved an inch. We haven't haven't featured in September since, Rob. Oh, goodness me. God. Who when did this become a crow's pile on? Uh, we got Ben out at Woodville West. Ben, mate, uh, what have you got for us? Where did you watch the grand final? Hey, guys, happy grand final day. You, you too. too. Uh, yeah, no, I was in, uh, in Munich 2004, Mad Port Adelaide supporter, backpacking around the world, uh, trying to find a bar about 4 o'clock in the morning, couldn't find it, so I raced back to the hotel room, listened to it on the radio, and then uh, partied on all day and all night at the oh, October Wow, that's great. How that good. That's an outstanding one. Mm, we love that. Are you right there, Rock? You're really uh, happy with your work gone. about two calls oh, ago. He's oh. gone, mate. I'm, I'm still giggling at my work. I mean, no. Tex Walker's over at the MCG today. Hopefully he can have more of an impact today than what he did in 2000. Oh, no. Hold a second. No, I'm not taking any more of this. Oh. We were going to go to more callers, but we're not, because we need to have a conversation off air, me and you, Rockcliffe. Oh. Do not take oh, down Rocky. the Texan. <laughs> Off the top turnbuckle. Eight minutes away from 11. Holy hell. They've gone They're on fire here. An absolute ripper. Boy, what about that? Goodness <laughs> gracious me. They've gone berserk. Bloody hell. <laughs> Did you see that? Oh, boy. Wow, we. I dominated for the Collingwood Football Club, the past Coleman medalist, and now doing an incredible job on Channel, Channel 7, calling the game. He's been super, and he joins us right now. Brian Taylor, good morning to you, mate. Hey, good day, Callum. Tom, how you going? What's going on, boys? Oh, mate, what a week it is. <laughs> it is. It's been an incredible week over here. I'm just at a breakfast here at Crown at the moment. The place is absolutely uh, bubbling and, uh, and going along very, very nicely. There's a lot happening in this, Sydney. Goodness knows what would have happened if Carlton were also here this week. How, mu- how much did you declare through the ATO this week, Brian? Or uh, I hope it wasn't any cash changing hands? Listen, Tom, you, I, I, I would swear. If, are, you, are you kidding me, mate? Everything is invoiced. Everything is done as you That's would right. expect to be done. And I don't know why you ask such stupid questions. I reckon he's a bit bitter, Brian, to be honest. And I've, I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. Tomo and I are trying to get to the mm. bottom of this. Why is Tom Rockcliffe in Queensland right now when there's so much going on in Melbourne? Is he a bit bitter that he hasn't necessarily got the gigs coming in the door that he hoped? No, well, he's a B-grader. Maybe oh. even a C-grader. I don't know. But he's up there 
fishing, someone's going to chuck him over the boat and feed him to the sharks. <laughs> but anyone in football that's had any sort of go at all about him would be down here now, Rob. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Just, uh, I'm doing cashies up here, Brian. Oh, There's plenty on. happening oh, in the well, city. But um, let's talk about the game. How do you see it playing out? It should be an absolute ripper. The two best teams of the season. There's no doubting that. Yeah, I reckon Brisbane are probably in the best form of the two at the moment. They, they seem particularly good. Collingwood haven't probably played at their best for probably six to eight weeks, I reckon. So I would think that Brisbane at the moment, if they can get over the fact that they don't play well at, at the MCG here in Melbourne, if that disappears, then they are probably a better one to 22 players than what Collingwood are. So Collingwood, to win, have to rediscover the form of eight weeks ago. What they've given over the last couple of weeks is probably not quite enough to get it done. BT, everyone's talking about the weather over there in Melbourne at the moment, and is that going to favour the Brisbane Lions with it being a bit warm? I don't think so, Callum. I mean, you look at the weather. Actually, I was talking to Mick Malthouse about this, the, the last Collingwood Premiership coach the other day, and he said with the hot weather, he thinks it's, it's, it's more um, appropriate uh, about next week. So if you, were, if you were to play another game, then today's weather would affect that game. He reckons it doesn't actually affect the game that you're playing in. So he said it's more about the recovery if you were playing the week after. So he seems to think it won't have any effect at all. I'm inclined to agree with him. Yeah, now BT as well, obviously a big week for a former Collingwood player. And, and how hard is it for you to be non-biased in that commentary box on a week like this and in a game like this? Really easy because I've been doing this for 35 years yep. and I see 80 to 100 games a year and in the end, I see so much football. All I hope for as a commentator is that I get a close, good yep. game. Yes. So I'm always barracking in a game of football and I'm barracking for the team that's coming second. I love, I, that. I love that. Right? So I don't <laughs> barrack. I've forgotten I even played for Collingwood. Most people don't even know I played for Collingwood. So <laughs> oh, come to say, on, and for you guys to try and get that happening and prosper by a stupid question like that and try and make sure that I'm biased, I'm offended by it, and I, I'm inclined to hang up now. <laughs> Brian, I'll, uh, I'll tell those two boys to go a bit easier on you, but um, let's talk about your podcast that you've got going. The Life of Brian had a bit of a listen this week, grand final preview. It's, uh, it's taking off. You're hitting the podcasting scene now. Yes, uh, myself and my son are doing the podcasting. Thought I'd try that. Everyone else is doing it. You've got to be in it to win it. That's so, it. So uh, we're having a bit of a crack at it. So it's a bit of fun. It's a little bit more casual. The good thing about podcasting is I listen to all my favourite podcasts around the world is that it's it's not an interview, which we're all so used to. You know, you go and interview yeah. someone, Matthew Richardson and he, and he bores the shit out of you or whatever. <laughs> um, it's more about a conversation. So uh, from that point of view, it's great. Uh, if you want to listen to that, it's called The Life of Brian. Get it on uh, wherever you get your podcasting. Yeah, now, before listen. we before we let you go, BT, what's the tip today? Norm Smith, winner, margin? I think a close game, which will be fantastic. Um, both really good. Obviously got the teams that finished one and two in the, in the, on the ladder. So from that point, it'd be fantastic. Someone like McCluggage could win the Brownlow medal. He's been a great yeah. player. I reckon McCluggage is incapable of playing a poor game. Love it, BT. Thanks so much for your time, mate. Enjoy the call. Enjoy the weekend. Yes, see BT. Thank you. Great Tom, work. see ya.